0: Somebody eats. All hearts free. All right. Take your Bibles, Book of Exodus. Exodus chapter number twenty-six. Exodus chapter number twenty-six tonight. And uh, I'm not asking you to stand. We're going to read several, several verses, and uh, I'm not ask you to stand for all of that tonight. And uh, I'll be honest; we don't get too nervous. I, I, there's no way I'll deal with everything I'd like to tonight, uh, so we'll not deal with all 14 verses. But I would like to read them to you and uh, just give us an idea of what we'll be dealing with over the next couple of weeks, and then we'll try our best just to give you as much as we can tonight. Exodus chapter 26, verse number one. The Bible said, "Moreover." Thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen, and blue and purple and scarlet, with cherubims of cunning work, shalt thou make them. The length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits, the breadth of one curtain four cubits, and every one of the curtains shall have one measure. The five curtains shall be coupled together one to another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled one to another. Thou shalt make loops of blue upon the edge of the one curtain from the selvage in the coupling, and likewise shalt thou make in the uttermost edge of another curtain in the coupling of the second. Fifty loops shalt thou make in the one curtain, and fifty loops shalt thou make in the edge of the curtain that is in the coupling of the second, that the loops may take hold one of another. Thou shalt make fifty tacks of gold, and couple the curtains together with the tacks, and it shall be one tabernacle. Verse number seven, thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shalt thou make. The length of one curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the breadth of one curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains shall all be of one measure. Thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, as shalt double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. Thou shalt make fifty loops on the edge of the one curtain, that is the outmost of the coupling, Fifty loops in the edge of the curtain which coupleth the second. Thou shalt make fifty tacks of brass, and put the tacks into the loops, and couple the tent together, that it may be one. And the remnant that remaineth of the curtains of the tent, the half-curtain that remaineth, shall hang over the back side of the tabernacle. And a cubit on the one side, and a cubit on the other side of that which remaineth in the length of the curtains of the tent, it shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle, on this side, and on that side, to cover it. Verse 14, Thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skin dyed red and a covering above of badger skins. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do love you tonight. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house. Lord, I pray you'd help us tonight as we study your word together. Meet every need, with every request been made mentioned. Lord, I pray that you'd have your will and way here in this service. Help us and once again as we study your word. Lord, I pray that you'd give us wisdom, give us understanding. Lord, I pray that you'd help us all to be better for being in your house tonight. Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Now, I just want to say a couple of things by way of introduction. Then my plan, uh, I'd love tonight to deal with with two of the four coverings of the tabernacle. Now, I want you to notice in verse number one through about verse 6 all that the Lord's dealing with is with his instruction to Moses he's dealing with that first covering from the inside that innermost covering uh, of the roof of the tabernacle that fine linen with the purple and the scarlet and the blue and the cherubims and uh, all that notice the grave detail uh, uh, that the Lord gives Moses then in verse 7 through verse 13 uh, he's dealing with that next covering which is the covering of goat's hair all right, and once again, he goes from verse 7 to verse 13. Then what's interesting to me tonight is verse 14. Watch what he said. Thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skin dyed red and a covering above of badger skin. These first two coverings on the inside, he spends great detail and great time, great instruction uh, uh, when he refers to it to Moses. Uh, uh, but then in verse 14, uh, all he says is just well make some of ram skins red and of badger skin. Now, I understand tonight that I, I'm not saying that those two are not as important, but that's interesting to me. It seems like that the closer we get to the inside, uh, uh, the more detail and the more instruction uh, uh, that the Lord begins to give. Now, I'm not give you right now why I think that is, but uh, you keep that in your mind over the next couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully you'll see why as we go into it, okay? Uh, but tonight, If the Lord help us I just want to deal on those first two uh, That fine linen uh, And then I want to deal with that goat's hair curtain Now we looked last week If you'll remember (coughs) At the foundation of the tabernacle Remember it was made of pure silver Which came from the atonement money required uh, At the hands of the children of Israel We saw that they were told up Uh, of 100 sockets or blocks weighing approximately 100 pounds each. We talked about how that brought the weight of the foundation uh, to 5 tons. Now, on this foundation, I we've said this several times, but uh, the more you hear it, the more you'll remember. So, uh, on this foundation stood forty-eight upright boards made uh, of acacia wood and covered with pure gold. Now, so what I mean by that is, if you you come up after the service once again and look at it, but uh, on top of this foundation that we looked at last week, uh, uh, there was forty-eight upright boards uh, uh, that fit down into that foundation, and the Those boards were made of acacia wood, and then they were covered uh, in pure gold. Now, that's interesting to me, because by the time we get done putting this roof on... uh Kirk, you'll not see any of that from the outside. Uh, All that gold, all that work, uh, and by the time we get done, uh, you'll not even be able to see it from the outside. Now, uh, so the uh, the foundation went approximately five tons, 48 boards made up the walls. Uh, Each of these boards were 15 feet long uh, and just over two feet wide. Each one had two tenons cut out the bottom, uh, which slid into the silver sockets of the foundation. Uh, then of those boards that that, that they were held uh, uh, placed inside that foundation but then there were five golden rods if you would uh, uh, made of wood but covered in gold like the boards that uh, were slid through uh, and locked those boards in horizontally, if that makes sense. Uh, uh, they couldn't move at the bottom because, uh, uh, because uh, they were in the foundation. And then uh, uh, they slid those rods through uh, and that kept them stable, kept them from wiggling and moving and uh, from falling over. Now, these five horizontal bars were made that were gold-covered wood, I had them in place. On top of this uh, was placed the coverings of the roof. Uh, uh, which is what I want to deal with tonight Now remember I know we said it several times But remember This roof consisted of four different layers of material uh, First of all We'll look at them uh, kindly backwards I guess you could say But uh, the first thing we'll look at Is this layer of fine linen Now uh, you must remember It was seen only from the inside Nobody on the outside Would see this layer of fine linen The Bible said that it was a uh, fine linen made with purple and blue and scarlet and uh, cherubims embroidered into the outside, And it was visible only from the inside. Now, on top of that layer of fine linen was a layer of goat's hair. Now, uh, th- th- I don't like the way necessarily they do this uh, covering for the roof, but uh, it would have been a layer of goat's hair would have been what went on top uh, of that fine linen. Then on top of that, uh, It would have been ram skin dyed red. Uh, And then on top of that, visible only from the outside, it would have been this badger skin covering. Now, uh, so we put the roof on. We'll begin to see. Now, remember, I want you to remember this. By the time we get it all on, uh, all that beauty, everything on the inside, the gold of the walls, uh, all that's going to be covered uh, by the time we get done. That'll be important here in just a little while. So we've got the fine linen, we've got the uh, goat's hair, then we've got the ram skin dyed red, uh, and finally on top, visible only from the outside, uh, uh, we have this badger skin. Now, uh, so let's look a little bit at them tonight, if you will. Uh, let's look at the first of all, at this fine linen. Now, uh, notice with me, first of all, the components. Uh, how the Bible said it was made of fine twine linen, and it was embroidered with the colors of Luke, scarlet and purple it covered the entire top of the tabernacle uh, and hung over the sides almost uh, uh, to the ground so as you put this covering on it's important to realize that uh, uh, and it's not necessarily made to proportion uh, uh, here in our, in our model but uh, as they would have hung it over it would have went almost uh, uh, all the way to the ground there's just been a little bit of gold uh, A little bit of silver, if that had been the only covering, still visible. Uh, So let's look at it a little bit deeper. Uh, uh, Let me say this. Embroidered into it was the pattern uh, uh, of this curtain with the figures of cherubim, uh, uh, which overshadowed the holy place and the holy of holies. Now, you'll remember tonight that uh, inside of the tabernacle itself were two rooms. uh, uh, the first room was, was you entered into it would have been the holy place. Uh, inside the holy place would have been the table of showbread, the golden candlestick, uh, and the, and the uh, altar of incense. Uh, uh, then through the veil you'd enter into the smaller of the two rooms, uh, uh, which is the holy of holies. Uh, inside the Holy of Holies would have been the Ark of the Covenant and the Mercy Seat. Uh, only the great high priest was able to enter into there uh, and it signified the very presence of God. Uh, and over the top of both of these, uh, surrounded around these two rooms, uh, uh, on the inside would have been able to say, I'm about to come unglued, I ain't got there yet. Hope uh, oh, you've been able to see all the golden walls. Uh, uh, see, I told you by the time we get the roof on, uh, oh, this this gold will go away by the time we cover it up all you see Kirk is a drab gray badger skin covering just an old tent all that it looks like but see on the inside those beautiful golden walls overshadowing both the holy place and the holy of holies there's this beautiful tapestry of white and blue and scarlet and purple and the cherubim's overshadowing and the, the place, uh, and the holy place and the holy of holies can we say tonight that uh, it sure does look different on the inside than it did on the outside. Uh, I don't know about you tonight, but we remember how uh, this is. The whole tabernacle is a picture of Christ. Uh, would you not agree he sure does look different on the inside uh, than he did on the outside. Uh, I don't know about you before I got saved, John. Lisa, I didn't have the life some of you may have had. Uh, I just got saved when I was about seven years old. Uh, but I remember all these things that had great appeal. Uh, all these things I looked forward to uh, all these things that I enjoyed. Uh, and I'll just be honest tonight, the last thing I had on my mind that uh, uh, was getting saved and anything about the Lord, uh, uh, that just seemed boring. That just seemed like something you had to do. Uh, uh, but thank God, doesn't it look different on the inside? Uh, uh, hey man, friend, that's right. Uh, isn't it good to be on the inside and realize uh, uh, what all it is, the beauties and splendors of uh, uh, our salvation tonight? Uh, and it looked different on the inside than uh, it did on the outside. Uh, so these cherubims, this beautiful tapestry uh, uh, overshadowed both the holy place uh, and the holy of holies. Uh, it consisted of ten separate curtains uh, uh, which the Bible said were coupled together uh, to make one great covering uh, of the tabernacle. Uh, uh, now that's interesting to me that number ten is a, a perfect number. Uh, it signifies it signifies perfection. It signifies uh, a completion. How uh, can I say this? Aren't you glad? Uh, uh, that, 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 that inner tapestry hadn't got to it yet, but it be all right. Uh, it signifies tonight uh, uh, the beauties and the splendors uh, and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and aren't you glad tonight he is complete? Uh, he is perfect. Uh, no wonder the Bible said he's altogether lovely. Uh, and it signifies that. Uh, Uh, and the components of that linen. Uh, So we've seen the components tonight. Let's look uh, at the colors. Now, uh, you'll remember that we looked at each of these colors uh, uh, when we studied the gate of the outer court. We'll find them again and again. Uh, And I told you several weeks ago when we looked at the gate uh, uh, that they were the predominant colors uh, uh, of the tabernacle. So I don't spend much time tonight uh, uh, on these colors. I just want to jot your memory and remind you of a few things quickly. Now uh, the first color we find is the color blue. Uh, I-, I told you several weeks ago blue in your Bible is symbolic uh, of heaven. It always pictures in some way heaven. Uh, and the color blue shows Christ's heavenly origin. Uh, so you enter into the holy place uh, and the holy of holies we said over and over again. Uh, I realize tonight we're talking about a literal building but uh, its top and pictures and foreshadowings uh, And the purpose tonight Is to enter uh, Into the presence of God Isn't that right uh, Can I say this When you're in his presence You cannot help uh, But realize his heavenly origin uh, and When you truly are in the presence of God uh, You cannot help but realize His ways are not your ways uh, He's from above And you're from below uh, I'm glad Thank God it signifies uh, his heavenly origin. Uh, then the color scarlet's always a picture of sacrifice. It shows His sacrificial death. Uh, and can I say this tonight? Anytime you're in the presence of God, uh, a month will be made of Calvary. Uh, isn't that right? Now listen to me. Hear me well. I, I realize the Bible said that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God uh, and all things were made by Him for Him. I know that. Uh, I know that Christ cut kind of part in creation. I understand that. I understand tonight all the things that he's done. But I am telling you tonight the crowning jewel of Christ was Calvary. Amen, friend. That's right. When you're in his presence much will be made of his sacrifice. Then the color purple the color purple is the color of royalty. It shows him as king. Amen, friend. Isn't that right? Every everybody else the world sees him tonight as a man the world sees him tonight as a prophet the world sees him tonight as even a religious leader you'll find nobody to argue those things with you about Christ but can I say this when you're truly in his presence you realize he is king of kings and lord of lords he is God tonight and then the color white shows him am. It's the color of righteousness and it shows him as perfect sinless and pure isn't that right we looked Sunday morning I believe it was over in Hebrews 9 we talked about how that Paul said he hath appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He had to be sinless to do that. Then we talked about how that now he sits in the presence of God uh, on behalf of you and I. He he does appear right this moment. We talked about how that he had to be sinless in order to do that. Then Paul said that he would, if he shall appear uh, uh, one of these days. And he said when he does, uh, he'll still be sinless. Uh, can I say this tonight? I believe the Lord makes much uh, of his son and sinless. Uh, he is the sinless Lamb of God. Uh, when you're in his presence you'll realize that he is holy uh, he is pure, he is perfect, uh, and he is sinless tonight. So we've seen the components, we've seen the colors tonight but now let's look just for a moment there's one thing about that that uh, we've not said too much about I'll spend more time on this uh, uh, than I will anything else tonight. The Bible said, uh, look we me if you would uh, uh, in verse number uh, let's just begin reading in verse number da, 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 two let's read verse number one moreover thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen blue and purple and scarlet now watch this with cherubims of cunning work uh, shalt thou make them I don't understand the colors we talked about, that's the predominant colors. It shows his person. It shows us who he is. But why is it uh, that the Lord said, uh, I want you to put in there these cherubims. Now, you'll remember several weeks ago when we looked at those colors. We went more in depth than we did tonight. And uh, all that's still true. It still pictures his person. It still pictures the four gospels, all that that we looked at several weeks ago. But now I want to show you something tonight in these cherubims. In addition to the colors of the covering, there will also be cherubim embroidered into it. Now, cherubim in your Bible are always portrayed as the guardians of the holiness of God. Turn over me to Revelation chapter number 4 real quick. We'll turn a few places tonight. You just bear with me. But I want you to see some things about these cherubim. Revelation chapter number four and verse number eight. Now, I'd love uh, to, well, let's just start reading in verse six, can we? I'd love to read several verses tonight, but I'm trying to, uh, I, I won't try to get, get get us through this as quickly as we can. Watch what your Bible said in verse number six. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. In the midst of the throne, round right about the throne, were four beasts uh, full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. The third beast had the faces of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Now catch that. Four beasts, each one of them, first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf. Third beast had a face of a man, the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had, had each of them six wings about him. They were full of eyes within. They rest not day and night, saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is uh, and is to come, when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that's on the throne, who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fought here before him and sat on the throne. Worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns. Uh, how before the throne saying, thou worthy, O Lord, receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now... What a scene. I, I mean, the, I, God hit me. I won't get into that so bad. Uh, but well, the, the picture, the scene tonight, is the throne of God. Uh, and the Bible said that before the throne went a sea of glass. Uh, uh, I come to Christ on the midst of the throne and right about the throne. There uh, were four beasts uh, full of eyes before and behind. Now I want you to get this tonight. Uh, the Bible said that they were full of eyes uh, Before and behind. You know what that means? Uh, That means, Ronald, their body was covered uh, with eyes. The front of them had eyes. The back of them had eyes. They were covered with eyes. that's not all that the Bible revealed. Watch what he said in verse number number 8. The four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within. Now what about that? On the outside they're covered with eyes, and the Bible said they were full of eyes within. Would it be safe to say tonight there may not be much happen these beasts would not see. uh, If their bodies are covered with eyes they've got eyes within. uh, It sounds like they're made to look. They're made to seek. uh, They're made to search. uh, They're made to see. Uh, Oh yes, friend, They're flying this very moment uh, around and about the throne of God uh, and when all they can say uh, is holy, 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 holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is uh, and he is to come. Uh, you say, preacher, I don't do much for me. Uh, do you realize tonight they're looking for a flaw? Uh, they're looking for sin. Uh, they're looking tonight for something uh, eyes covering the body, eyes within. Uh, and they're looking, John, for just one flaw, uh, just one blemish, uh, just one mishap. Uh, I've been around the throne of god all they can say is holy 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 lord god almighty i believe he might be holy tonight don't you they're made to see those by the had uh, had eyes without eyes within had six wings the bible's in verse eight they were full of eyes within they rest not day and night saying holy 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 Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is, and come. I know you've heard this before. Had a lady tell me one time, she said, Preacher, I just don't like all that shouting. But well, what she called it was hollering. And there is a difference, by the way. Right? Yeah. She said, I just don't like all that hollering and screaming. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I'll be off. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. You might not ought to plan on going to heaven. Right? Watch what your Bible said in verse 8. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. They're looking for a flaw, and all them say, day and night, resting not, that means continuously, they're crying out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. You say, well, that probably wouldn't be that bad preacher. Watch what verse number... Watch what verse number uh, da, 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 nine says. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sit on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and elders fall down before him that sit on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever, cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thy spirit created all things. And for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now I'm not too smart but if them four beasts cease not and rest not night and day, and when they worship, the Bible said these four and twenty elders fall down and worship, sounds like to me, heaven's going to be a pretty loud place. They're right. Hey man, I believe I believe when they're looking for his fault, looking for a blemish, but all they can find is his holiness. They are portrayed as the guardians of the holiness of God. We know that they fly around the throne of God. They're singing, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty." Now turn with me to Ezekiel chapter one. While you're turning, let me say this, verse seven. You go ahead and turn them. we will read you verse. The Bible saying the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had the faces of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Now, you hold on to that, we're coming back to it, okay? Ezekiel chapter number one. Now there's a lot of preaching right here too, but I'm going to try my best just give you what I have to and we'll get out of the way. Ezekiel chapter number one, bear with me, we'll read several verses, you'd listen as we read through them. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 1. And that came to pass in the thirteenth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Shabar, that the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Josiah's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzzet in the land of the Chaldeans, by the river Shabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire unfolding itself. The brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof was the color of amber, and out of the midst of the fire. Now watch verse 5. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. This was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Now listen. And every one had four faces, Everyone had four wings. Their feet were straight feet. The sole of their feet was like the sole of a cast foot. They sparkled like the color of burnished brass. They had the hands of a man under their wings on their four sides. And they, and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one another. They turned not when they went. And they went everyone straight forward. Now watch for? Verse- as for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, and the face of a lion on the right side. They four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one another. They two covered their bodies. They went every one straight forward where the spirit was to go, and they went. And they turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of lamps that went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. And the living creatures ran and returned As the appearance of a flash of lightning Now verse 15 starts something very interesting We'll try to cover one night The wheel within a wheel Boy there's a lot of preaching right there Uh, But I want you to know some things about. I hope you know some similarities Now John described it a little bit different He said that there were four beasts One was like a man One was like a lion One was like a calf One was like a flying eagle Now Ezekiel said There was four beasts And they all floored had four faces. Isn't that right? But one was like a lion, one was like an ox, which would have been like a calf. Uh, One was like a man, and one was like unto an eagle. Now there's a purpose tonight. You get an an idea, you get a description of what these cherubims would have looked like. In fact, you've got two descriptions of what they would have looked like. And I said all that just to simply say this. Inside, within this covering of the tabernacle was in... Whoa, dude, uh- images of those cherubim isn't that right Uh, the eyes within the eyes without the six wings the face of a lion face of a man face of an ox face of an eagle that was all engraved and embroidered uh, uh, within this and there must be uh, a purpose uh, for that the book of Ezekiel tells us that the cherubim are living creatures uh, uh, which each have four faces face of a man of a lion of an ox and the face of an eagle in these we see a picture of the fourfold character of Christ. Now remember every aspect of the tabernacle no matter how big or how small I, I point to the Lord. Isn't that right? There's a reason that God instructed Moses to embroider the cherubim into the tabernacle. Now let's cover it quickly. Uh, any, remember each every aspect of the tabernacle points to Christ. Uh, the face of the man speaks of his perfect uh, humanity. Uh, the fact with those cherubims. I, I, I had the face of a man, points, and... Shows us his perfect humanity. Uh, that he did become flesh for us. Uh, but in becoming flesh he never sinned. Uh, he was the perfect man. Uh, he's the only human to ever walk the face of the earth in flesh. Uh, uh, to ever be perfect. Uh, uh, not only that but the face of a lion speaks of his kingship. Uh, and his power. Uh, the face of an hawk speaks of his sacrifice. Uh, and servants all for your Bible an ox is shown as sacrifice and servants it was the ox it was used to plow it was the ox it was used to work it was not a free beast it was not a luxurious beast but it had a purpose and a use aren't you glad that the Lord made himself a little lower than the angels that's what the Bible said in the book of Hebrews Hebrews one said he was so much more than the angels. But Hebrews 2 said he made himself a little lower than the angels. And took on a robe of flesh as you and I. And in an act of service died in our stead. And the ox speaks of his sacrifice and service. But then those cherubim they had the face of a man speaking of humanity. The face of a lion speaking of kingship and power. And the face of an ox speaking of sacrifice and service. But what about that face face of an eagle. That seems strange. All of a sudden, it admits all this is the face of a man, face of a lion, face of an ox, and the face of an eagle. Now, there's something we've got to understand about an eagle. What is an eagle known for? An eagle, they tell me an eagle is known, Jessica, for its eyesight. There's a lot about an eagle's eyes that are amazing. In fact, the Bible talks about eagles quite a bit, whether you realize it or not. It's an interesting study, by the way let tell I me an eagle its uh, eyes are so made that it can, a lot of times it can, uh, it, it can lure its, pl- its prey or it can uh, be victorious over its prey because the way the Lord designed the eagle, it has a special uh, lens that can cover its eye so that it can fly directly into the sun. It can look directly into the sun and, and, and there and not harm its eyes. They tell me that an eagle of all the birds has some of the best eyesight of all the birds in all the world. It's known for its eyes. It's known for its vision, for its ability to see long distances, its ability to see what others cannot. Hey, can I say this tonight? It may not help you, but it's helping me. The eagle speaks of his omniscience. It speaks of the fact that he is all-knowing. That he sees tonight... what you and I don't. Uh, you and I read through the Old Testament we don't understand. Uh, we can't understand why there's a tabernacle. We can understand uh, why for all those years the Lord made them offer sacrifice. Uh, we don't understand why He had to be born of a virgin. Uh, we can understand why He lived the life that He did. Uh, but He sees tonight what you and I can't. Uh, he has a plan and He has a purpose. Uh, and He is all knowing this evening. Isn't that right? All that speaks uh, of this first, tab- or this first covering. Now let's notice, not only that, not only the cherubim, but also with the covering. All this could be seen, now remember this, all this could only be seen by the priest and great high priest while inside the tabernacle. All, John, if you've been living in the Old Testament economy and you come and brought your sacrifice to the priest. you'd have never seen all that. If you was just walking by the outside of the tabernacle, you'd have never seen all that. All those great pictures of Christ, all those great revelations, all that beauty, all that splendor was never seen until you were inside. Yeah. Isn't that how it is when we got saved? Yeah. Yeah. How many of you realized everything you was getting in the Lord when you was on the outside? But now, God, it me! but now on the inside, isn't it beautiful. Hitting it all together, lovely. Hitting it more than you could ask for. Hitting it better than you ever could imagine. That all this could only be seen on the inside. Those who are on the outside could only see uh, the badger skin covering. Just that old drab gray covering. But on the inside, look at the splendors. No wonder, Paul said, we were placed in Christ. Yeah. All right? We're in Christ. And in Him, we can see the splendors and the glory. Well, all these things can be revealed. We understand these things tonight because we're in Him. M.R.D. Dehon said it like this. I don't usually take direct quotes, but I'm going to tonight. M.R.D. Dehon said this. He said, all of this the believer sees in the Lord Jesus Christ once he has entered by faith into Christ into the more perfect tabernacle by way of the altar and by way of the blood. To the outsider, all this glory is completely hidden and he cannot comprehend how we can become so enamored and enraptured and infatuated with a loveliness of the all sufficient beauty of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ isn't that true the world looks at you and I and says what's all the fuss about it? the world looks to the church and says what's all, what's all the commotion why would they give up their Sunday morning why would they give up their Wednesday night why would they give up their Saturday evening why would they do that I, why would they do all these things? Why wouldn't they enjoy the, uh, the joys of the world, what the world has to offer? They cannot understand the splendors of Christ uh, uh, from the outside. Uh, man must come by faith through grace uh, uh, into the very tabernacle of the Bible, symbol of Hebrews. Uh, uh, there's a more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. Uh. Aren't you glad tonight? on the inside we understand uh, and can see the beauties uh, and the all sufficiency of Christ. Now, let me say this. I'll hurry if you'll let me. i got 15 minutes. I'll hurry and get this goat hair done. All right? On top of that, now, we're going to put a roof on this thing, okay? All that can be seen on the inside. Then on top of that was a layer of goat's hair. Don't that seem strange? All that beauty, all that splendor, can you imagine how long my sister right now is making me a quilt? She and I went up her other day and I, I looked at her and I said, "Ashley, that's pretty. That's pretty." And I thought it would be, and I said, "Why don't you make it a little bit bigger than what you planned on?" And I, we'll just put that on the bed, and she said well, do you know how much work it made be to make it bigger? And I said, well, I hate not to put it out. If you fold it up put it on one of them blanket ladders, nobody won't see it. I'd like to put it on the bed. And she said, do you realize how long it takes me to cut all this out and stitch all this together? Do Do you have any idea? Uh, but I said, oh, let's say this. Can you imagine how long it took uh, to embroider all those cutlers into that fine linen, uh, embroider the cherubims into that fine linen, uh, all the detail and all the work, ten different curtains uh, that were coupled together to make one, uh, and then covered the tabernacle just to take old common goat's hair and throw over the top of it, and nobody ever even see it till they come on the inside. Just seems strange to take goat's hair, throw on top of something that beautiful. There's a purpose for it. Everything in the tabernacle points to Christ. Can I show you real quick and I'll hurry. I promise you. I covered some of it Sunday morning so we not go quick tonight. Notice the specifications of the goat's hair. These goat's hair curtains were to be placed over the linen curtains. And they extended down the sides and back of the tabernacle all the way to the ground. That fine linen went almost to the ground. But this goat's hair, John, it went all the way. All the, there was not, there wasn't nobody walking by, peeking under. It went all the way to the ground. That that fine linen was completely done away with once this went on. Don't that seem strange? Looks like to me, the outside would have been beautiful. Looks like to me, that would have been what would have been the showpiece. But no, it was just the thing that one, two men, well, just the priest and the great high priest would ever see this one. And then it's covered by goat's hair. Nobody else would even see it. Seems so strange, but it went all the way to the ground. Same thing. Goat's hair was actually eleven curtains uh, that were sold together to make one. Went all the way to the ground. Notice the substitution. The covering of goat's hair pictures the substitutionary work of Christ. How that he took our place and died for us. Goat in the Bible is always a picture of a sin bear. It was a clean animal that was being offered on the altars a burnt offering for the sins of the people. To understand this covering, we must look at the great day of atonement. Now, I said that quickly, so let me slow down just a minute. The goat in your Bible always was a sin bearer, is always able to be sacrificed. It was a clean animal. There were several animals that were not clean. Could not be, it wasn't just any animal you could bring to have a sacrifice at the tabernacle. And one of those that you could was a goat. And the God said, take all that goat's hair and I want you to make a covering for the tabernacle. Speaking of sacrifice, more specifically, sin bearing. Now we'll get into that here in just a minute. Turn over right to Leviticus 16. Just want to read a few verses. I, I'm just going to give you the bare bones, all right? I'm just going to give you what you absolutely have to know when I get out of the way. Leviticus 16, verse number 19. What's what the Bible said? And he shall sprinkle the blood upon it with his finger seven times and cleanse it. how it from the uncleanliness of the children of Israel. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Let me catch you up in just a minute. It's a great day of atonement. The high priest is getting ready to atone for the sins of the people for the last year. What's happened in the previous verses, the Lord instructed him to bring two goats. One of those goats would be, would be sacrificed and be offered here at the altar. they take that blood and sprinkle it on, on the tabernacle, sprinkle it on all the furniture and on the mercy seat and all those things. And it atoned for the tabernacle. The sin was so great, John, that even the tabernacle itself had to be cleansed by the shedding of blood uh, in order for there to be an atonement. Are you with me? So they've killed one goat, and they've sacrificed it, and they've offered it to the Lord, and now the Bible said he shall call for the live goat. Brought two goats with him. Now watch this. Verse number 20. It may made an end of the wrecks of the whole place in the tabernacle congregation and the altar shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands toward the great high priest upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins putting them upon the head of the goat shall send him away by the hand of the fit man in the wilderness. Goat shall bear upon him all their nickels and the land not having he shall let the goat go in the wilderness and shall come into the tabernacle congregation and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he went to the holy place and shall leave them there he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place put on his garments come forth and offer his burnt offering burnt of offering the people and make an atonement for himself and for the people the father sent offering shall be burn upon the altar he that let the goat go for the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water After Coming to the camp, the book has sent off. Well, I won't read all that. But what happened is this: I took out one goat. Aaron put on his linen garments, he sacrificed the goat, all that's done, the fit man's took an escape goat, Aaron takes that goat confesses the, the, the live goat confesses his sins to the people the fit man comes, leads that goat into a land not inhabited uh, with all the sins of the people upon it once that happens, Aaron goes back and changes back into his priestly garments and the garment of the great high priest uh, and comes back out, offers that goat that dead goat for a sacrifice and does all those things now here's what happened, i, I you looking at me like I've lost you. I thought I could go quick, but I'm gonna slow down. Here's what happened: that fit man take that goat to a land not have it, out in the desert, and let it go. When he'd come back, they'd post They'd post sentinels up in the hills, and they'd be watching for that fit man to come. And say, when it, say you come over where is at right now they'd be one here she went, Rhonda you just stay right there and be the fit man just a minute and when they'd see the fit man he'd signal the next one isn't that right the fit man's still a walking and when this sentinel would get that signal he'd, you come on sit down now he'd get the signal from that sentinel he'd signal the next one they'd go here and go here and go here and then what would happen is this: as word would get back, Aaron, while the fit man's been gone, Aaron's made the sacrifice. He's made the atonement. He's done all these things. He's cleansed himself. And just by the way, that's why the Lord was a better, great high, a better, great high priest than Aaron was, because Aaron had to sacrifice for himself, and Jesus was the sacrifice himself. Isn't that right? He he was sinless. That's why it's important. He was pure. And so here's what they do: word come back Aaron would stand up and proclaim to the people our sins are gone alright all the camp of Israel rejoiced that took two goats to do that it took a sacrifice goat and a scapegoat alright and all that's pictured in this goat's hair curtain now let me give them to you quickly I'll quit Alright, now the sacrificial goat. You remember the only great day of atonement, two goats were required. first goat was sacrificed in order to atonement for the sins of the people, for the cleansing of the tabernacle, and for the cleansing of the priests. This goat shed its blood in order for the sins to be paid for. Alright? One goat had to die because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There had to be a price paid. Right? So I always took blood. To atone for sin. Remember in Genesis. Adam and Eve sin in the garden. I know you're getting tired. Stay with me just a minute. I promise you ain't hurting no worse than I am. I promise you tonight. Now listen. I remember, in where Adam and Eve in the garden, I, and they made those those aprons, uh, uh, those uh, uh, those aprons of fig leaves, and the, God, the Bible says that God took and made them coats of skins. Sin of uh, sins, always required blood. Blood had to be shed in order to atone and pay for sins. So one goat died in order for the sins to be paid for. But that didn't do them much good. Just because it's paid for, i, I put it to you like this, and I don't mean it ugly. They may be watching tonight. I sold a lot more this week. A lot more I had to been sitting up in the building. I sold it this week to my uncle. John, he's done come. He's done paid for it. And, and had to have some work done. I went to the other day and pitted with it and got it cranked. And uh, he, there was a, the tire was flat, and we found a hole. And he, he said he's just going to go get a new tire. And so we're waiting on that. He should come get it tomorrow. But I've done got the check in my pocket. Kendra's already bugging the daylights out of me, won't know if we can cash it yet. And I said, Well, I'd rather wait till he takes it home. I just feel better about it. Uh, but of money's already in my pocket. He's already paid. Uh, but that lawnmower's still sitting there in the driveway. That yeah. right? It's great that goat died. Their sin was still the sin was paid for, but it's still there. Isn't that right? Took another goat, a live goat, to do what that goat couldn't do. And they'd put they instead of slaying that goat, they'd put their hands on its head and confess the sins of the people. The fit man would come. Now get this, I know I told you Sunday, only one time in your Bible the word fit man, the phrase fit man is mentioned, because there's only one man fit to do that job. All right? Come and took it. Aaron confessed sins on that goat, fit man come, take him, lead him to a land not inhabited. Now, you say, Preacher, what are you saying? That first goat died so that their sins could be paid for. But then that scapegoat that had the sins of the people confessed or transferred onto it and was led by the fit man in the land not inhabited, never to be seen again. You know what it signified? Their sins were gone. Is that right? Yeah. Wasn't just paid for. God, hit me. Stay with me just a minute. Not just paid for. They're gone. Now, I told you Sunday. Every man, woman, born girl in this building, their sins been paid for. Every man, woman, born girl, right now, somewhere, there's a baby just got, just took its first breath right this moment, and I've got good news for it: its sins are paid for. All yes, right, right? Mm-hmm. but they're not gone. Not everybody. I'm not naive tonight to believe everybody in this building has your sin may have been paid for, but I don't mean it's gone tonight. All yes. right. Had to be a scapegoat. Had you, You've been somewhere. You've been at work sometime. And they said, they just used me like a scapegoat. You know what they're saying? They just always put the blame on me. Right? They just always misused me. That's where the phrase comes. It's a biblical term. The scapegoat. That innocent goat. That clean animal that was fit to be sacrificed to the Lord. The sins of the people were transferred and placed on the head of that goat. And then it was led away never to be seen again. So that not only could their sin be paid for, but it could be gone. Isn't that right? They never rejoiced when the sin was paid for. On the great day of atonement, when they found out the fit man had released the goat, Aaron had signified to the people, and they'd begin to worship that their sins were gone. That right, Let me show you something. All that's pictured right there in that goat's hair. Sacrificial goat. Thank God somebody died on my stead. Yeah. that right? Yeah. That scapegoat. Thank God he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Aren't you glad at Calvary all my sin was placed upon him? Not only did he die for it that it could be paid for. And I'm glad it was him that took it. The Bible said as far as the east is from the west. Now you tell me how far it is. is alright right? Y'all ain't getting that. That excites me. If you're saved tonight, your sins are gone. They're gone. Y'all ain't getting that. I'm not trying to bog down right here, but you need to get a hold of this. They're gone. It's not just they've been paid for. They're gone. They're gone, never to be remembered, never to be brought back up. They are gone tonight. That does something to me. Because of the sacrificial goat they were paid for, but because of the scapegoat, they're gone. Can I say this? What it took two goats to do, I'm glad the, the Lord Jesus Christ was both in one. Is that right? Yes. Not only did he die for our sins, but I'm glad he was a scapegoat. That took our sins, placed them as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. That does something to me. Now can I show you something? I hope you get this. On top of all that beauty, all that splendor, all that work, placed a layer of goats there. Now that's not by accident. There's a purpose for why God would do that. I'll show it to you real quick and I'm done. I promise. Let me read you one little phrase that I wrote down. And I'm done. Both of these picture Christ, both of our substitute, was our sin bearer. He shed his blood in order to atone and redeem us from our sin. But he's also the one who removed our sins far as the east is from the west. All this picture in the are of the goat's hair covering in the tabernacle. Now, this is what we'll show you. It's interesting to note the goat's hair is placed on top of the fine linen cavern. Signifying that our salvation Being placed in Christ. So, the only way you can see that fine linen is to be in the tabernacle. The only way we can see the beauties of Christ is to be in Christ. But the only way you can do that is to go by Calvary. Is that right? Watch this. It's dependent upon the fact of Christ being her substitute as well as our sin bearer. The only way tonight that you and I can see his beauties. Realize he's altogether lovely. Realize he's all sufficient, is because of the fact at Calvary he was our sacrifice and our scapegoat. I got good news for you. He was our great high priest too. All right. Every, God hit me. I got to hurry. All everything in the great day of atonement pictures Christ. It, what took. The great high priest and the fit man, and the sacrificial goat and the scapegoat, and all these things. Christ was all of it. The tabernacle was a part of it. He is the more perfect tabernacle. It all pictures Christ. Amen. You realize, listen, not only was he our sacrifice, not only was he our scapegoat. He was our fit man that led it away. Do you get that tonight? He's our, no wonder he's our all in all tonight. He's all that we need. The only way we can get in the presence of God, see the beauties of Christ. Because he was willing to die. Because he's going to take our sins upon himself. No wonder that goat's hair goes on top. You know what goes on top of it? I, you know what goes on top of it? God, hit me. Ram skin dyed red. Yeah. wonder if that might have something to do with the blood. Yeah. You reckon? You know what goes on top of that? I'll just go ahead and give you all four of them. I'll even come back Wednesday night. I might do something else. You know what goes on top of that? Badger skin. No, it would take me longer to deal with and i got time tonight. So we'll, we'll come back and get that anyway. But that badger skin speaks of the humanity of Christ. That he was born of a virgin. Watch this. Watch this. That badger skin, that's the first thing you see on the outside. It shows his humanity. That he took on a robe of flesh, dwelt among men, led a sinless life. Isn't that right? That's his badger skin. Watch this. That ram skin dyed red. That shows you he's willing to shed his blood for you. Is that right? Right. Oh, oh my. Everybody's trying to get rid of the blood. Nobody wants the blood. They say it's just all bloody religion. I say thank God for the blood. I'm glad he's willing to shed his blood for me. That shows not only was he a perfect man, but he was a perfect God willing to shed his royal precious blood. For you and I. That goat's hair shows that he was willing to be our sacrifice, be our substitute, be our sin-bearer. And because of the fact that he dwelt among us, shed his blood, died for our sins, took away our sins, now we can see his beauty. Are you getting that? I don't know if you all are or not because I'm about to float up out of here, I believe. That's amazing to me that God would orchestrate that tabernacle. Do you see what a picture of the gospel that is? That he was dwelt among us, became flesh, shed his blood, paid our sin death. And because of all, because of Calvary, you and I can see his glory and see his splendor. What a blessing tonight. Let's stand to our feet.